You are listening to Handbone to the Movies on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show. And for real... Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. It sounds right, boys. All right, guys. Hope y'all guys are ready because uh, this is something I was looking forward to <clears throat> for a pretty good while. Wanted to see uh, this new installment of Halloween. I'm going to go ahead and let this be floating at the bottom. That way there's no confusion. If you come in here, it is going to be Halloween kill spoiler talk. We're going to talk about the movie, break it down, what we like, what we didn't like. Uh, and it sounds like we might have a little bit of a difference of opinions according to, only, you know, to certain things and whatnot. But uh, nah, man, how you doing, Caleb? Well, I'm doing awesome right now because my like my cowboy just went off and wow, I'm really dude. hyped right now. Wow. wow! I know we're not talking about football right now, but I'm just on a super high right now. I mean, yeah, obviously you're hyped up about that. How you doing? How you been doing, Rob? I'm doing great. You know, really excited to talk more about Halloween Kills tonight with you all. So pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's um like I said, it's one of those things I've been kind of hyped for and I've been wanting to talk about and everything else when it comes down to. Uh, these movies, man, uh, the Halloween series to me ranks maybe third in slasher style 80s movies because I love Jason Friday the 13th and uh, I also love Nightmare on Elm Street uh, with Freddy. And now you have Halloween with Michael Myers. But I've always kind of appreciated uh, Halloween, even though it was like third ranked. I just love these kind of movies when I was growing up. Like, just like people have their arguments about who's going to win, you know, Thor versus Spider-Man or something like that, right? Uh, in comic books and characters and stuff, like me and some of my friends would get together and just argue who's, who would win out of, you know, Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, and like Leatherface. And uh, we'd have our arguments about who would take out who and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, man, like, um, we'll get into it here. Uh, if you do watch, this is like a test run right here, something I've never done. Uh, uh, before, as far as our reviews go, we've always like recorded them and then released them on YouTube, you know, and everything else like that. This is like the first time we've actually went live during uh, a review for uh, any type of uh, these movies and stuff right there. So if you have any questions or whatever and you're in the chat, just like leave, save your questions and stuff. So we'll take them to, at the end of our review. Uh, if you have like any kind of things like that, other than that, y'all can comment and talk to each other and stuff like that. It's still be cool. Uh, doing that and everything else uh but yeah man let's uh let's get started uh we'll start with you rob like one of the first things i like to talk about is like the acting and directing now this also qualifies as anything technical about the movie right so like if you really love the score or something like that you can put that in this category uh but the acting and the directing of the movie uh rob how'd you feel about it overall yeah so i mean once again you know jamie lee curtis isn't in this one as much as the first one, but this movie is not about Lori. This movie is about Haddonfield as a whole dealing with the fact that Michael is back and 
I mean, you know, Michael is it's open season for him. It is straight up open hunting season for Michael Myers. And the performances in general, I think were all great. For me, the biggest standout of this film was Judy Greer as Karen. I really think we got some character development with her and her kind of dealing with the fact that she spent her whole life thinking her mom was kind of crazy for constantly living in fear of Michael Myers returning and all this sort of stuff. And then dealing with the fact that it's happened. He's here. He's back. She's trying to deal with that. And I I just felt like her performance was really good. I mean, David Gordon Green was great, you know, with this one again as the director. I, it's nice to see him take on this trilogy as a whole and not just do the first one and then pass the torch along to somebody else. Right. And uh, one of the things I forgot to do at the very beginning, I'll go ahead and do it now before we get Caleb's thoughts, is uh, so we are talking about Halloween Kills, directed by David Gordon Green, uh, writer Scott Timms. Obviously, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill get some kind of credit here because, like, they this is original property by them. Uh, a couple of the stars here, because I'm not going to go over all of them. There's a bunch of cast. Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, like my man Rob just talked about, and Andy Matichek. Uh, I think I said that name correctly. Uh, IMDb's got it rated right now with, like, 19,000 uh, reviews at about a 6.1, so a little bit over halfway. And Rotten Tomatoes right now has this film scored at 40% critic, 71% audience score, <clears throat> which I find, you know, uh, pretty interesting. Like, and I like to like pull that up and talk, you know, at least tell people that, like what other people may be feeling about the movie. <clears throat> but Caleb, man, go ahead. What do you think overall acting, directing, you know, all the technical aspects of the movie? Yeah, um, the, the acting um, what's good uh, with the Strode family, obviously the three women. I thought they did, had all really good performances and I, I wanted to see more of them. They weren't um, as much in it. Um, and I would like to see more. Uh, I think the cop dude really did pretty well. He, they went a lot into his backstory and I, I thought he, he played his part really well. Uh, and all that, the whole time they were in uh, that hospital, I really liked all that stuff that was going on there. Um, and the directing in this uh, is where I kind of had a, a problem with um, more with the script and the decisions that were made um, of how the mood was uh, switching kind of moods sometimes and how they what, what they did with uh, certain motivations and characters those type of decisions that that's where I kind of uh, have problem with but how they filmed the kills and everything I, I was all cool with that because I thought it was pretty damn cool so I, I like that part but it was really just come down with scripts sit and the directing directing decisions that I had a problem with all right uh yeah man like here I'll break it down like I love most of the acting. Look, when I go into a movie like this, when I go into a movie that's a strictly horror movie, something like, you know, obviously the movie we're talking about, Halloween Kills, I'm not going in there expecting Academy Award performances. I'm not going in there even expecting anything even close to that, right? Like, I'm going in there to see people basically with their acting uh, ability and not, like, make a bunch of huge mistakes or make something, like, super terrible, right? Like, I'm in there expecting uh mediocre or, or middle not really mediocre because that's like a little bit below but i'm looking at something that like grades along that middle score and above right like that's about it i don't want anything like super bad and terrible obviously but i so i expect them to have a little bit of like the you know acting and everything else and and all that like but i just i'm not i'm not going in here expecting someone to blow me out of the water with the performance because that's not what the movie's about that's not what horror is about in most cases, like it's according on what kind of story they're telling. But in a slasher style movie like this, 
it's all about just doing the right things and having like a good cast right around you, like people playing the parts that they play. Uh, I thought the casting was really super good in this. There's not one person that I would pick out and go, oh, this person was terrible or any of that. Like I thought everybody in there kind of fit their role and fit their place. Uh, I really love the fact in the directing part of it, <clears throat> how this movie like really, cause like one of the things I did and I almost advised more people to do was I went back, saw the 2018 Halloween, like the very first one they did. And then I went directly to the movie theaters. I was in my movie seat within like 15 minutes. Cause I live right down the street from the movie theater. I was able to get there pretty quick. So like I left, went, watched the, the, that first one and then was able to go sit in my seat within 30 minutes or so. And the movie like was almost about to start for this new movie. And I loved how like they took things, even minor characters in the first movie and they were in this movie. They wasn't forgotten about like one of the things I like to point out was like uh, the nurse and doctor, uh, the couple that was going out to their car in the first movie or whatever. And then the doctor forgot his thing and he went back in there or the guy dressed like a doctor went in there to get a stethoscope and he comes back. Well, that was like a very minor character in the first one, but they became like bigger characters in the second movie. And I loved how they did certain things like uh, the one boy, the boyfriend who got kind of basically dumped, you know, in the first movie because he like got caught getting kissed or whatever at that party. Like he shows back up in this movie and he ends up walking into his friend that died in the first movie. Right. Like he's still hanging up there because all the chaos that went on and this like this movie seamlessly to me moved in from the first movie the second movie was almost like right now i think if you were to go and watch both movies exactly at the same time like it would just be one really long movie which i thought was like really cool how they set that up and how they did it um i loved how it looked like caleb said all the action or say kills and all that kind of stuff that was going on uh, uh during this like i really uh, liked and enjoyed uh, all that stuff, especially all that, like it, it was really shot well. So I give the director uh, pretty good, like uh, I almost want to say like, especially in those kill scenes and stuff, like an A plus for his directing ability there. And like I said, the acting, I, I felt like all your major characters, even the doctor, that's not a huge part. Like he is kind of a huge part at the very beginning of the story in this movie. But like the doctor that was overseeing, well, actually like the doctor, that played well he was like actually in the first movie because like so i watched these back to back so yeah so like boom 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 so but even in that first movie i like the the doctor I liked his story but i also love like the very beginning or yeah the very beginning like the cold open them going back to 1978 like i love that part uh and like i said all the actors uh that was in the movie i thought did well for what they were supposed to do not not going to be a huge standout. Nobody's going to win an Oscar or any of that kind of stuff for this, but they're not supposed to. And that's really what I feel about like the acting and the directing. Anybody got anything to add? Like they may have forgot or whatever. Before we move on. What, did, what did you guys think about Anthony Michael Hall as the new like the new Tommy Doyle kind of like taking after you know Paul Rudd from the Curse of Michael Myers? I really enjoyed him. What did you yeah. guys think about Anthony Michael Hall? Uh, he, he was he was all right. I didn't find him just be a standout or anything. It was just whatever to me. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. Now, I do think he stood out a little bit because I did like his character. Like uh, something we'll probably get into whenever we get to the main meat of this when we're talking about the best and worst of the movie. Uh, we'll probably talk about it a little more. But uh, I really liked his character and how it was. Uh, and I think, Rob, like me and you talked a little bit before we started this. 
but with with that particular character right like the whole like how much guilt he's probably had like throughout these whole years because he was this little kid and he couldn't really do anything he was having to be hid you know he couldn't like uh fight against the shape or the monster you know what i'm saying like he was having to hide in the bathroom and everything and he couldn't help out and you know maybe he feels guilty that and, and you know like he is and you go back to the 1978 halloween you know he was that character that uh saw you know michael myers like a couple of times in the movie and nobody kind of believed him because like whenever somebody else would look when laurie would look through the blinds he wouldn't be there no more and everything else so like with that character, I could see him feeling guilty. Maybe if he, maybe he thought all these years, if I would have said it a different way, or if I would have went about it a different way, maybe Lori would have believed me, and maybe I could have stopped someone else from dying, you know, like that. So, like, I, I kind of like this character because he's like he's overcompensating for the fact that he couldn't do nothing back then, and this is his opportunity to kind of make up for that. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin. You would know this because I know you just rewatched the movie. Um, was Tommy Doyle, the first person in the 78 Halloween to refer to him as the boogeyman? No. Well, he no. calls technically he, he may be the first one to call Michael Myers, the boogeyman, directly. Yes. Okay. but yeah. he, he got the name because of the kids that were giving him a hard time. Like this is Halloween and the boogeyman comes right. out and gets you. And, stuff. and then because he, he saw, he saw Lori and he was like trying to explain to her. He's like the boogeyman's outside. I, I, I vaguely remember that. But, yeah. And he even okay. asked her about the boogeyman before he ever sees him the first time she he asked Lori like what's the boogeyman because of what those kids was whenever they were picking on him and stuff at the school and he dropped his pumpkin and everything so like he kind of had that idea in his head and that's really why he went to the boogeyman kind of deal but let's go to the like I said like the the meat and potatoes of this is probably going to be the area that we stay on the most and that is uh the best or worst of the film uh we'll go ahead we'll start with you this time Caleb um, my, my bet, my best is the brutality of the kills. That's the best thing about the movie. That's what I enjoyed about this movie. It's just, I thought how brutal he was killing. He was just tearing through people. Uh, it was just awesome to watch. Um, the, the best kills I, I, I thought was just the, the horrible brutality and the, what they did to the two old people. Cause I was like, damn son, he just, he just messed up two old people like that. Just, just tearing up the old dude. He just stabbed a bunch of knives in that dude, picking out which one he wants to use. And then he, the, he has just the, the wife just sitting there looking at him. I was like, God damn, this is brutal as hell. I'll say this there in that scene, Caleb. Uh, it was like he kept pulling knives out and they wasn't big enough. So he would just stab the dude, right? And I think another part of that was him like being more brutal to the lady. He knows yeah. she's sitting there bleeding to death. And like she's having to see her husband, but the way it portrayed it was it, they were husband and wife uh, being just brutally stabbed multiple times. But it was like he would grab the knife, look at it, stab the dude. And finally, he grabbed the knife that was like really big that he likes, like more his style. And it was like then that's when he stopped and he carried that knife with him when he was leaving. So I actually thought that was like a pretty cool little thing they did there. Yeah. And uh, he did that again uh, to the boyfriend. Well, he just let the let uh, the, the granddaughter just sit there and watch while he just um, beat the hell out of him and uh, you know stomped on him and then just you know made, made sure she saw him twi twist her uh, twist his neck around. That was like, damn, son! Like th th this dude just it was personal. Evil as hell. It was personal. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the the my worst is uh, the decisions, and this is just I don't understand. How you go? There's too much silliness in this. Too much silliness. I don't. I don't like the two dudes. 
um, that were living in Michael's house. They were silly. I thought the whole thing on, on them was silly. About the silliness of uh, them running, chasing around a, uh, one of the insane patients. That, that got a little silly to me. Um, didn't agree with that. Um, I kind of just thought that was a waste of time. Like, I don't, I don't care. He just jumps out the window and just dies. And oh, now we all look stupid. Oh, great, because y'all are stupid because you make stupid decisions. You guys don't freaking kill this dude. When you look at him on the ground, and you don't do nothing. You sitting there, all you do, just blast, cut his head off, do something, cut his all his limbs off. Why are you just standing around him? The, the, the firemen do stupid decisions. They don't, they, they literally take them one on one. Why are you taking them on one on one? You stupid. Go on, go high, go on, go low. Like, goddamn, are you that dumb? Like, these people are dumb. These people of this small ass town, y'all need some education on how to fight because y'all stupid. That's my worst. That that's a that's a lot of unpack there, man. But like, look, I'm gonna tell you this though. This is like a a thing that's been used in almost every slasher movie. Not everyone, obviously, the people that survive most of the time or whatever, they make the smart moves. But everyone else makes the dumbest moves you could possibly think of in all these movies. So like, I don't ever get sidetracked with that. I don't never get. Uh, turned off by that because like I said I'm a big huge slasher film fan from the 80s and that's just what happened you always had the smarter characters obviously that usually either last very long in the movie and get killed <laughs> just for dramatic purposes or they survive the whole thing but it was and like so much in this movie dumb. that's the problem it was so much like every character was dumb like like except for obviously Lori um everybody else was just making dumbass decisions Lori was like the only one that was he and she and she wasn't in the movie? That's the problem. The smart character wasn't in the movie. She was in the hospital, not doing anything. The rest of the characters are focused that we're focused on are the dumb characters, and it's like why? Like I don't want to see these dumbass people. Yeah, I don't want to see them get killed, but like they're just doing dumb shit. That's is that's, that's all they're doing. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this, Caleb. If you were to put say a thousand of us that that's, no, don't play movies, right? Like we don't play in movies. Uh, and that kind of thing, you put us in a stadium, right? We're standing in the middle of a stadium and they release like on one side of the stadium, Jason Voorhees, like, but cause he's real. This is figuratively speaking, right? Like he's real in this scenario. He's real. Jason Voorhees on one side, Michael Myers on the other. I'm going to tell you, oh, sweet machete, but I'm going to tell you that like, even us that watch and will say the things that you're saying right now, like, oh, my God, how they make all these stupid decisions? This is dumb. Like 900 out of those thousand people are going to make some dumbass decisions. And probably going to some people would die from being trampled because they would do stupid ass decisions on like trying to all go for the same door and stuff like that. So like that was that that would happen in real life. And I mean, it happens all the time, for instance, like with uh real life situations and stuff like that like people yeah but that's the thing they were going into this life. fight knowing that they were going to die ready for a fight and they still make stupid decisions well the fire department man didn't know what was up they thought home dude was dead burned alive in the middle of a damn house but he comes out like, when you're in a fight you when you're a group you don't it doesn't matter if you're scared or not you know you can attack them together you can have uh, you can go you don't have to go on one one well, I get what you're saying, but now you're you're kind of bashing on every like martial arts movie that I love because that happens all the time in those movies. There's like ten. Dudes well, okay, if you know martial arts, I would let the martial arts take him on by himself. But the, if you just you guys have weapons and y'all don't just stand there and say, okay, let me take him on one on one on one. Let me do it. No, no, one guy high, one go low. 
Let's fuck them up. That's it. That's what you do. I got you, man. What do you think, Rob? <laughs> Your best and worst. All right. So my, I'm, I'm going to start with the worst and then I'll, I'll move to the best. The okay. thing that probably annoyed me the most about this movie. And once again, I really enjoyed it. I've seen it twice already was the constant like references to 40 years ago. Oh, remember when we were kids and we'd sneak into the Myers house and we had that conversation with Lonnie and like just the 40 years ago, 40 years ago, 40, it's like, I say this about a lot of films the studios sometimes I feel think their audience is dumber than they actually are. And it's like, you don't need to keep saying 40 years ago for like your audience, not all of them, but a lot of them understand. Okay. Yeah. 1978, 2018, this one, we know what's going on. If you lived in Haddonfield, you wouldn't be going around going, Oh, remember 40 years ago. Remember 40 years ago. It would just be like Michael's back. That's all that would need to be said. Does that make sense? Like that was my yeah. only real gripe with the movie was whoever like the screenplay, they could have taken some of that out and it just wouldn't have been along with the other mental patient, that whole five minute sequence, I just feel didn't need to be there. It just kind of took away from the, the actual plot. Of the You're film. talking about like when they go in after him in the hospital situation and Karen's trying to help him. And then he ends up jumping out the window and, and Lee Brackett goes, he's turning us into monsters, you know, like that, yeah. that those were my only gripes with the movie, but, but yeah. And then the best for me, I don't know. I'm kind of torn between, I really, I really liked Karen as a character, but for me, I would say probably the best for this movie is the the flat the fact that we got the flashbacks from 78 and we start to understand a little bit more about sheriff hawkins and where he was that night how he was involved with this directly and the bond that him and lori have that scene in the, when when he comes into the hospital room and like her facial reaction is like this is somebody that i've cared about for a very long time like this is a dear friend of mine so to see him come in and then that kind of bonding moment that they had where they both know it's up to them to make Michael disappear for good. Like that was my, that was just like, oh, that's the perfect part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll get in mind. I, I'm going to tell you what, man. I don't think anything in this movie is the worst. I love this movie. I love this movie for what it is. I understand when people try to say like the hospital scene with the extra guy, right? That I understand like, oh man, why do we need that? We needed that because like one thing about a movie is, is this movie, look, they made a decision. This movie was called Halloween Kills for a reason because Michael Myers was going to be basically like the, the, the winner of this. This was like, and I'm not trying to say this movie's even close to Empire Strikes Back as quality, better movie or anything. But like original trilogy Star Wars, this to me was like the Empire Strikes Back, like middle movie where you're not going to go home necessarily happy because technically the bad guys win. In this movie, the bad guy had to win because we already knew there was a third movie coming. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you, I'm actually glad that they told us that before this movie even came out, that we were going to get a third one. Because then my mindset changed a little bit. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, so this means Myers, he, he's got to be brutal in this movie. And like, I, I was like, all right, cool. The movie's called Halloween Kills. I knew he was going to kill. 
listen, the dude went nuts. The dude got brutal. And from nonstop, from the beginning, I love the fact that they traced it almost like a straight line to his old house. I love the fact. Listen, but here goes the thing. The movie couldn't just be him walking from house to house and killing people in different ways. I personally would have enjoyed that. But I know like some other people, that's not how you really construct a movie. It would have been some people may have found it boring, right? I wouldn't have, but some others may have. I get why they threw uh the whole like you know you had the extra guy there the the whole you know mobs in there in a hospital people are dying fire department people are getting killed and dragged into the morgue basically and all these other people that died in the first movie like you got to think about it these movie this movie is just one movie that happens in the same night so this hospital is already getting crazy there's a bunch of family members that has people that are either dead dying or hurt really bad in there. So I'm kind of glad they went to this different thing of the mob mentality. I also like the fact that they did that because it discombobulated the crowd. Because here we go, man. You're setting up this movie to where everybody's starting to realize that Michael Myers is back and he's fucking people up, right? He's messing them up. And like, if that whole town gets together and bands together and nothing is there to distract them at all, nothing is there to like, uh, stop them in their purpose you would have like the whole town basically collapse on michael myers and that would even be more crazier right like how the hell can michael myers survive this so one thing they set up was that that guy also escaped that guy was the guy that they thought like they thought michael myers was in the car because they don't like some of those people don't know what michael myers looks like or even like looks like in the mask or whatever right they haven't seen him some of these people live here in this community that are like newer to the community. They don't know the whole story and all that stuff. So like, it was cool that they confused him possibly for Michael Myers. The windows are fogged up. You saw that. That was obvious. Like they made you look at that. They spoon fed you that. Right. Then they went around and started like, so he was the one in that car. And then he ends up showing up at the hospital because he's not actually this super crazy person trying to kill folks. He's literally just a crazy person that needs help. He actually goes into the hospital asking that for help. That's what he's actually saying when he goes in and you had this mob mentality and one person's like, oh, is that Myers? Because it's a crazy person. And they all try to go after him and stuff. And it made the crowd, the mob, uh, like I said, discombobulated. It wasn't a, a cohesive unit, obviously. I think that like adds to the movie because like, like I said, if all 50 to 60 to 100 of them went straight for Michael Myers, it's even more unbelievable that Michael Myers is able to escape at that point. Now, because of what happened, and now people are starting to feel bad. Oh, crap. We, oh, man, we fell into the trap. Like, we fell into this mom mentality, and this one dude that's possibly innocent died because of us. Well, now part of that crowd goes home, or part of that crowd goes to be with their family that's in the hospital. Now they're not all up in arms, right, holding the pitchforks ready to burn everything down because now they're like, they realize that, like, yo, this might not be the correct way, right? So, like, I didn't mind that part of the scene that you had to have some reason to where this mob gets kind of torn apart and not going to be full 100% strength. So, I'm fine with what they did. It did show a little bit of the mob mentality feel that happens and everything, even on Twitter. Whenever people start hating on something, a bunch of people show up out of nowhere hating it with you or liking it. It could go both ways like that. Uh, but no, nah, man, the brutality of this movie is what I wanted to see. I loved every minute of it. I get what Caleb's talking about when the fireman, I do understand like his complaint there. And that's a legit complaint. But at the same time, I pointed out earlier, every one of my martial arts movies, 
that I love always has the one badass dude standing in the middle of about 20 MFers and none of them comes at him at the same time. Or when they do, it's obviously choreographed, right? There's no high going high and low. They just both show up so this dude can do a split kick or whatever and knock both of them out. But in most cases, it's one-on-one. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that in this movie. He walks out. But I'm going to be honest with you. If a dude walks out of a burning building, just killed two of your buddies, like I don't care if you're a fire department or not. I guarantee you out of like, let's say there was, I think they ended up in the movie saying there was 11 people, like 11 firefighters that were either injured or dead. Like, uh, so two of them were already in the house. So there's nine. We can relate and say nine were outside. Look, half of those, when you see a dude do what he did, shit, they pants. Okay. Now they worrying about doo-doo being in their pants because like, yo, bro, like, and they embarrassed about it because like this motherfucker just came out here. He's got a weapon and he, and he messes that first dude up without even asking. Like people just don't do that. This dude's crazy, man. So like he comes out and he just starts wasting folks. Some people are going to freeze in that moment. Now, I do agree, Caleb. Like, yeah, but they're firemen. They, they, they yeah. take on danger all the time. Like, Yeah, but not I, this I don't think they're freezing up. Not this guy. I, I, I disagree with like, that. Like, Caleb, fire scientific. Michael Myers isn't. Like, There's no rhyme or reason. Well, they don't know Michael that he's Myers. not scientific. They, don't, they just think he's a dude walking out of fire. But, like I said, I, I was fine with it because a lot of other movies do this, not just in a, an, in a slasher style. A lot I mean, of other movies do this. And then he went through the line of killing people. Now, I do appreciate they did two things in this movie as well. I love the fact that Haddonfield is this small community, a small town. And what do we normally see in those kind of things? Is a bunch of hicks or whatever in most <laughs> cases, you know, that, that are racist or something possibly. I do love the fact that this movie didn't really, like, let you think about that because that old couple was a black and white mixed couple, which I thought was pretty awesome for them to do. Like, cause you don't see that a lot in movies, especially like older people doing it. And, and, it, and even in their little short period, like where you see them talk and everything right before Michael start, like, I believe that they were a cool couple. Like I would have liked to have hung out with them, you know, and drank a beer with that couple because they, they seem like they were a real life like couple. And I do like, it's been 40 years. Somebody's going to buy that damn house, Caleb. Somebody's going to live there. And I, I do like I love the fact that they chose to I go LGBTQ community here. I'm not I saying because they were gay, they were so I'm just saying they acted silly. And they, no, no, the, I didn't say you said that. I'm saying that silly. I love the fact. I love the fact that they did that, but I also love the fact that like I love that little bit of like because it was a little bit of comedy, right? It was a little bit like funny. And in a movie, yeah, that's I don't want to be funny. I don't want to be laughing in a horror movie. Bro, I laugh at almost every horror movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, the silly ones, but that's what they're, they're two different ones. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's confusing. Like, am I supposed to be scared of laughing right now? I don't know. But I don't think they made these characters like I would agree with you 100% if it was overdone. I feel like they I had their little overdone. fun with the kid, they had their little fun with the kids and everything else. But besides that, they were just kind of chilling and talking and stuff. And then Michael Myers shows yeah, up. Yeah, but I just didn't get any unnecessary. And it, it, it throws off the mood. It's like, I don't know. I'm trying to be scared right now. And you're doing silly stuff right now. I think Big John and Little John, they weren't like too over the top. Like they were there to be just a little bit of a reprieve for like two minutes before obviously they were murdered, but like a little bit of a reprieve from all the killing and all the chaos at the hospital. I thought I really enjoyed them. Yeah. My thing was, like I said, is like in a movie like this, you got to be careful because literally they could have just made a movie where Michael Myers goes house to house on his way back home and just kills people 
And then the story is that people start realizing he's killing people and they just show up to try to kill him. That would overall like not be a well put together movie because it's too simple. Right. Like, so, and, and look, maybe some people don't agree with some of the decisions that were made. I was fine with the couple. I actually like the fact that the couple knew the history of the house and played into it. It was like, they didn't care. Like they, they were actually thought it was cool. They were living in this house. that was once Michael Myers. It was the Myers family's house where the killing started and everything. But like, I, I have heard some people talk about that when they go back, they, the, the cold open in the 1978 and like, even during the movie, they kind of skip to that and show you a little bit more here and there. But I love the fact that like they put that in there because as a great fan of, like, I'm a big fan of the Halloween 78. It was pretty cool to see this like immediately after part of the story. Like how did they catch? I love that shot when Michael Myers is outside the house after Loomis is asking the guy, like, did he kill him? Did he kill another? And they zoom back and it looks like him when he's a little kid after he had just killed his sister. Like I thought that was an amazing shot in the movie and really super cool how they did that. And I love the fact that like not only is that guy feeling guilty, like the, the police officer is feeling guilty because he accidentally shot his friend trying to like get Myers, but he had no choice in the matter. But also a lot of his guilt was coming from the fact that he stopped them from shooting the dude right in the head and, and ending it there, right? Like he's the one that pulled the hand up for Dr. Loomis. Uh, and everything else the the deal is is like i just want people to realize things when you come at the new like look i get haskell haskell i understand 100 man and like you can ask us some questions anybody that's in the chat when we get done we're going to be taking questions so if you actually have questions for us or like answer them save them to the end i'll let you know when but like the thing is is uh i get where some people like haskell's coming from but Rob, I just did a movie trivia uh, like challenge thing on your channel, Halloween '78, which I did very well in twenty eight, thirty, well. and one of those questions I missed was a brain fart. Like I messed up. I wasn't. I didn't hear. But the you still you knew when she was born. Like that's yeah, exactly. I knew when that girl was. I knew when Judith Myers was born. Not ten, not November the tenth, nineteen forty seven, baby. But I'm just telling you right now that like we forget that that movie right there that we so called love this franchise for. Like I want Haskell to take a step back. Go back and rewatch 1978, okay? Because here's what I'm going to tell you. When I got ready for this trivia, I went back and watched 1978 a few a few times to get ready for this match. There's a bunch of different things that are a problem in that movie. We love it because it's 1978, started the whole franchise. We love it because of that. But you go back into that movie, Michael Myers pulls up right mm -hmm. across from the Wallace house in the car gets out and then walks up to the house and stuff like that. How does he move his car? There's a part in the movie where Annie is uh, laying dead in the bed in front of the gravestone. Well, let's say that he moved his car later on. We just didn't get to see it. Right. The Illinois state car, the, the, the doctor car. Let's say he moved that right. Why, why that car is not there anymore. Let's explain that away. Let's say he moved it while we wasn't watching Michael Myers. Cause we're not following Michael Myers during the whole movie. But how did he carry that big ass gravestone from like five to six blocks down the road in that short period of time to get it there to set up the anti death, like the death, like way he's got her laid out? That's two things right there. Also, on top of that, Annie goes to get her uh, goes to get in her car to go pick up her boyfriend, Paul. When she goes over there to get in the thing, the car's locked. That's why she has to go back and get her keys. She goes back to get her keys. She grabs them. She comes back out to the car. She doesn't even try her key. She just opens the door. Okay. 
at the very end of the movie when they're going through the scenes uh like showing you where like you know michael myers had a big scene in or whatever like where the staircase and they show the living room when they show the living room the knife's still laying on the floor like it's obviously not on that floor she just used it to stab michael myers and threw it up underneath her bed or up underneath the bed there that wasn't her bed but up underneath the bed up at two at, in the second story there's a lot of issues with like the original 1978 that don't make sense right I think this movie overall makes sense. Now, you may not like a certain part of this movie. You may not like, you may think they wasted time a little bit, too much time in 78 because they went there a couple of times because they also showed how Lonnie uh, was able to, well, he almost had a face-to-face -face encounter with the shape. Actually, he's had two face-to-face -face encounters. He had the one that they showed in this movie, but in the original 1978, which is still canon for this movie, Lonnie is the first one that really gets touched by the, the shape because he grabs him and Lonnie as a kid runs away after he gets through picking on uh, uh, Tommy Dole. So the thing with this is, is what I want you to see is that there's problems with the first movie. This movie right here at least made logical sense all the way through. Like I said, you might not like the directing choice of using an extra like crazy person to get this mob mentality feel and to make a break in the movie. Maybe you think they went back to 1978 a couple of more times. Maybe like Caleb, you don't like the little bit of the comedy with the, uh, with, with the LGBTQ uh, couple that's living in Meyer's house at the time. Right. Maybe you don't like that part of the movie for whatever reason, but at least in this movie, it makes logical sense. Everything does. And like I said, I watched the 2018 version right before I went to the theater with like a 30 minute break, I felt like I'm getting it confused in my head because I felt like it was one full movie that just needed to be spliced together. And you wouldn't be able to tell which when one movie ends and one movie begins. It's a seamless fashion and, and everything else. So like I, like I said, I get where people may not like a couple of things, but when I see people on Twitter or I see people out there saying this movie was a mess, bruh, 1978 was a mess. It was a mess but we still loved it. That's the thing, right? Like, what are you willing to like, let go when I go watch this movie and I'm going to let everybody else finish up with anything they want to talk about right after this. But when I watched this movie, I went to watch this for the kills and I got a bunch of them and they were all nice. They were all creative in different ways. Like people got stabbed and killed and all kinds of murderously mayhem fashion, which was just awesome. I think everybody who watches this movie can agree 100% on the fact that this movie was so brutal that they loved that part. Almost, I have not seen one person yeah. that and did not great. like the brutality of the movie. It looked great. The gore itself looked yeah, yeah. very well done. Secondly, uh, I love this uh, movie because like, it let me go back and see some of these characters like Lonnie. He, he, he was a piece of crap little kid. He was that piece of shit kid you wanted to punch in the face. But now he's grown up and he's a little different now. He's a little bit better, right? That that thing changed him. That part of his life changed him from then on. Uh, it was cool to see Tommy Dole and what he was doing and stuff like that. I also like the fact that they wasn't going to try to stick with super realism here. Because when you go to the end of the movie, when Michael Myers is sitting there getting his ass whooped, which was a cool scene, right? You get to see Michael Myers get some just desserts. He's getting that, that butt handed to him. Uh, but then at the very end there, I love the whole, there was a, 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 a voiceover during that moment when, and when, when they go to go shoot him in the head again, I thought that was a pretty cool callback where they're about to do the same thing. But this time it's Lee Brackett, you know, the father of the girl who gets killed in the, uh, 
1978 movie. He goes to go do the one to pull the trigger, and right when he goes to do it, home dude Michael Myers is is more than what we thought. He gets up, he starts doing the thing, because whenever you look at the original series, some of the stuff that a lot of people liked or whatever is the fact that Michael Myers wasn't just this normal dude. Like we, the first movie set him up for that a little bit, but even in that first movie, he gets shot six times, falls off a balcony after being stabbed in the chest, like in the neck and in the chest and still gets up at the end of the movie and he's not on the ground anymore. Normal people don't do that, people. So even in the original 1978, they made this guy out to be more than just a man. Like he was that and and, and he is this in this movie. I love the fact that they did that, that he comes back, he does his thing and I can't wait to see the ending movie. Now, I don't know if I would have liked the ending of this movie if I didn't know there was a third. I don't know if I would have liked it. But because I know there's a third movie, that I know there's a conclusion to this, then I'm able to deal with the ending on this movie. I like the ending on this movie, knowing the fact. And like I said, I thought it was a smart move by them to announce the date for the third movie before this movie even came out so that you know for sure, oh, okay, cool, there's another movie to this that's going to bookend it. I was okay with the ending because of that. I liked it and enjoyed the ending because of that. And that's just, you know, that's just me, right? Like, there's a lot of things I just talked about uh, and everything else. I don't mind people saying things about the movie if they don't like the movie. Like I said, Haskell, my man over here, bro, he's, I have never seen Haskell tighten as much in anyone's chat. He's writing paragraphs over here. I get it. I understand, like, why he doesn't, like, love this movie or whatever, right? He's got his reasons for it. Just be, sit back, take a step back, and, and just think about it, man, like, what you're watching, what the name of the movie they set you up, Halloween Kills, that motherfucker killed, and 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 that's a big part of this movie. But like the thing is, just kind of sit back and go like, okay, cool. Like here we go, here goes this, 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 and this, and and put it together. And in a lot of ways, like you may have not like, like I said, there's a lot of decisions here that may be made. I think this is like one of those Last Jedi kind of things. People didn't like the cantina. You know, they didn't like the cantina scene in Last Jedi. They may not have liked everything they did with Luke Skywalker kind of thing, but it was story beats that was told. But that doesn't mean they don't make sense. That just means, like, you didn't like what they did, like, in that part. You know, in that part, you know what I'm saying? But, like, Caleb and uh, Rob, man, any, do I have any other comments? Uh, yeah, I mean, right out of the gate, you had mentioned the that shot, which was beautifully done, where they pull back, where the police have him surrounded in 78. I love the little Easter egg of the Strode realtor sign, like in the yard, that was like just perfectly put there. But, you know, Justin, to go along with all of the points that you've been making, I can't say this enough. None of the other Michael Myers films exist in this universe. There's the 78 one and now. And so it doesn't matter what your what anyone's preconceived notions of Michael Myers were, because this is the the new canon, the new storyline, if you will. And I love how it's one continue. You kept using the word continuous story. It's a continuous story. The third one will be a continuation of of 78, 18, and 21. And I think the problem that this franchise has had more often than not in years past is the director shows up for a movie. Okay. It's like, did they even watch the last, you know, three or four that were made? They make yeah. it, they pass the torch on to somebody else three years, four years later, and they make another one. And it's like, whereas with this, is it perfect? 
no, not at all. This isn't this isn't one floor of the cuckoo's nest here. This is a Halloween, you know, this is a Halloween sequel movie 43 years after the first. Right. It's it's a movie, you can follow it. It's there, it's a lot better of a sequel in terms of production, aesthetics, artistic vision than a lot of the Halloween sequels were where they were just popcorn movies where teenagers are getting murdered. You know, you're seeing all sorts of different people being murdered in this film, which I really appreciate it. Yeah, but, you know, like, look, I, I because like I said, my man Haskell, and I love Haskell, bro. He's in here making all kinds of comments. I'm trying to read a couple of them. But, like, the thing is, dude, like, Haskell, you got to realize, like, uh, even if you were creating this movie, right, and, like, part of the idea for this movie was to go back to the original 78, like when that cold open scene, right? And and they kind of go back to it a couple of times to expand upon. Because like the first time you see it, you just see him possibly killing his partner. And that's what you think he's feeling so super guilty about. But at, later on in the movie, you find out more of his guilt's coming from the fact that he stopped, stopped Dr. Loomis from shooting him in the head and ended it, right? Like, and you got to see how he, because like technically he shot his partner and you get to see later on, like, you know, how he got away with that technically, because like the guy was like, look, dude, you had no choice. We all know as like viewers, he had no choice. If he doesn't try to shoot the dude, like his partner dies from getting choked to death from Michael Myers. Like, so there's really no guilt there for him to have, but there always is that doubt, right? Like, well, how did he get away with possibly shooting his partner kind of thing and everything else? And they showed that, but my yeah, thing is reason. this, pretend like, Pretend like you get sitting down and you a lover of Halloween. Obviously, Haskell loves Halloween. The dude's going crazy. Uh, him and Thrones is going back and forth, and I love every second of it. But, like, the whole deal is, is, like, I when you sit down and, and you were given this movie and you're the director and they're like, hey, man, we kind of want to start this movie off with some 1978 vibes and feels. We want to explain a little bit of this story through there. Bro. If I'm a director, I'm staying there. I might even make a worse mistake. Like Haskell doesn't like that part. He thinks that could be cut down way shorter. I loved it. I wanted to have that 19. I wanted more of that 1978 feel. Like if there's a way they could have constructed a story where there was even bigger like uh, plot points or something because they're going back to 1978, I would have seen more. That started it. I loved it. I love the tension buildup, man. Like with him and his friend. I love the fact that we got to see, they actually showcased a Michael Myers that was like super young, right? Like way younger than he is now because in that scene where he's standing there at that window and Michael Myers comes out of the other room, he's like super fast, dude. He comes out, boom. And in this movie or in 2018 and in this movie right here, for instance, like we're seeing the fact that like he's a little slower. He's not moving around as fast. He's not coming at people as quick. He's more like stoic with it and stuff. So I like that directional feel. But I also, like, I love the 1978 feel. I loved it when they went back there, me personally as a fan. And that's a hard decision for a director to make, right? Maybe he did go too long. Maybe Haskell's right. Maybe he went too long and, and stayed in 1978 too long in the movie. But you also got to remember, there's fans like me that love this series from the beginning that I loved every second I went back to 1978. I love the way they shot it. I love the way they did it. I love the way they tried to keep the feel and the look of the 1978 movie. Like, so I enjoyed it personally. Right. And a lot of other fans that are big fans of like Halloween is probably going to like it. They're going to like the fact that it's, they sat there a little bit longer, but also get it right. Like if you, if you don't want to see any of that, whatever, but I thought I got a lot of things from that. 
I got, you know, his partner dying in the way that he did and everything else and how they ended up capturing uh, Michael Myers. I found out, like, why Michael Myers isn't dead, right? I got to find out, like, like how this guy that's in this movie, right, that's part of that that possibly killed his partner got away with that. I found that out, right? Uh, and that kind of thing. And I, I, even the Lonnie thing I thought was cool because, like, they show Lonnie coming up, possibly going to die and everything, and then the two cops show up. And then try to, you know, as they're trying to, you know, find him and get him, right? So it's still kind of fit, fit in that story. But, like, look, I loved I loved what they did in this movie. Like I said, I can see where people complain, like, but but I don't go into these movies thinking they should be perfection because they're not going to be. There's going to be some craziness. There's going to be some wackos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's going to be sometimes things that don't make 100. But that's one thing I will argue about with this movie. Call it a mess because you don't like how they uh, had the through line of the story. Call it a mess because you don't like the hospital scene. Call it a mess because they went back to 1978 a few times and you didn't like them going back there. Okay, that's fine. But this movie technically to me was not a mess. Like everything really truthfully made sense. You know, the only thing that you could say don't really make sense, but that's, that's because it becomes mystical is the very end of the movie when he gets up and starts just wrecking people like Tommy Dole and everything else and takes them to the woodshed, right? That's the part that you can sit back and go, okay, like now what's going down? But it's Michael Myers transcending into Michael Myers. I think they use that word in this movie on purpose. He's transcending. Like he's becoming something more than just like this dude who escaped the hospital and everything else. And like I said before, you go back to 1978, he gets stabbed in the neck, stabbed in the chest with a butcher knife, shot six times, Knocked off a damn balcony like a two-story house, lands on the ground, and then he's able to get up. That's also not human. So, like, no matter what you say, it's like, oh, I love the original because it was like this guy who just escaped out of an asylum and came back on Halloween to kill people and terrorize babysitters. Nah, bro. Nah. That ain't just that ain't all he was, man. He was something else even then. But it's like I said, all right, boom. That one took a lot of time, man. We got to talk about a lot of things, dude. A lot of things. So <clears throat> let's move on to our very last topic, and then we're going to take some questions if people want to hang out with us and ask us some questions or whatever. Uh, so let's get into uh, our final part, would it be the final score of this movie. I'm not going to lie to you when people see this. When, <laughs> when people see this, they're, they're, they're probably going to give me shit. I don't, I don't care. Give me crap. I want you, if you see this and don't like my score, give me the comments. Haskell, I'm expecting you to be there to like shit on my shit on my score. I'm expecting you to be there, like as soon as this drops on the YouTubes, to crap on my score because it is what it is. It's my score. It's not yours. You have your own score. Haskell probably rates this movie as a three, right? But I'm sorry, I can't give this uh, movie like the super high score because I do understand like to get that ten, you got to be seven. You got to be. I don't even know if I truly give, man, maybe even Silence of the Lambs kind of style movie, man. Like, you got to be 10. You got to be up there. You got to be, like, I can't find no flaws at all in your movie kind of 10, right? I'm giving this movie a solid, a solid seven and a half. Solid seven and a half. And according on when, if I watch it the second time, it might even move up to an eight because I liked it. I loved it. 
it didn't take me out of the movie, the hospital scene. The 1978 flashbacks did not give, take me out of the movie. It made me feel nostalgic, right, in the good way. Sometimes nostalgia can be bad, but it made me feel nostalgic in the good way. So, like, I felt those feelings whenever 1978 came around. So I loved that I went back there a few times. I could have even went back there once or twice more. But the just the brutality of this movie, what it's supposed to be, the fact that I knew this is the middle movie to like a trilogy basically that's going to happen and me knowing that beforehand i can walk in with that different perspective right like i know that no matter what happens in this movie like it or not and i'm going to tell you caleb you brought up a very good simple fact and one thing that i almost want to give this a higher score on the movie for we see that boyfriend thing all the time and the killer gets distracted and leaves the boyfriend barely alive and then at the very end they're all hugging each other and everything else, we survived, boyfriend. Ooh, you know, thank you. Oh, God, you know what I'm saying? And, like, the, the tears are flowing as the ambulances are leaving or whatever, you know, like that kind of crap. I love one of my favorite movies, or one of my, not movies, but one of my favorite moments in this movie has got to be when he walks down the staircase, looks at him as he's sitting there barely breathing because he's almost dead anyway, and cracks that fool's neck. That right there was super brutal because it set it up like all these other style movies do. It sets it up for the not kill. It sets it up for he walks past him, goes to go after her, and then something happens and they're able to stop it. And then the boyfriend barely survives. Nah, bro, your neck just got broke. You was just you was just a small piece of the puzzle to the cog of me walking out of this house. Like I'm breaking that neck. I love that part. But yeah, I give this a seven and a half. I might see it in a different time and make it a, a full eight. But right now I'm stuck at a seven and a half. Caleb, what you got? Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I, I like a lot of stuff in here. Um, like the, the them bringing all the characters back from the first one. I, I really like that. I like the, uh, in the, in the bar scene where they're, they're going over uh, how it affected them. And I, I, re I really like all that. Uh, I, like I said, I loved all the brut brut brutalness of it. Like all the kills. I, I thought all that, that was really, really cool. Um, just, these these characters and these decisions annoy the hell out of me. Um, I don't I don't like them. <laughs> I mean they're stupid to me, and uh, that's why I'm kind of mixed on it because I liked some moments. I liked I thought there was good moments, you know, like that I did like uh, they go go back in the past, and I did I did like that he's such an unstoppable force. But uh, like even but the cop, the cop like you said he got shot six times and the sheriff knows he got shot six times he's still up. So why did you know that? Why are you shooting them in the head? Why aren't you doing more? Why don't you know that that whatever they're doing is not killing them? Because you're stupid, and the rest of all your characters are stupid. But, and that's but Caleb, if they if they go and shoot him with an F-16 missile, I mean it's a game over and the movie's over. So the, you know what I'm saying? Well, you got to have reasons why the movie. At least they're smart. I don't care. End this damn movie with. I want to ask people. you, Caleb. I'm going to ask you, Caleb. Sometimes they do this on purpose. Okay, I want to ask you about the particular house, the people that's staying in the Myers house, Little John and Big John. Did you at least get that enjoyment when they got just just massacred in the house? Did you at least like have? Well, a smile? I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy. I, like I just was confused. Like I'm just not trying to laugh right now. I'm just trying to be scared. I don't need this right now. Like I, I thought it was funny that they had, he he did him up in the picture in the same photo yeah. in the same way. I, I thought that was right. funny, but I'm just sitting there and just like okay, this. But it's silly to me. It's silly. I don't okay. need this silliness right now. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's good parts, the good parts of like, and there's bad parts of like. So I'm like mixed on it. So I have to give it right in the middle. I'll give it a five. Give it a five, right in the middle. And I will say this before Rob scores, just because he's a newer person on here doing a review with me. 
whenever we uh whenever i do these scores and i do these like reviews my scoring system maybe is different from other people's tens okay so five is right dead in the middle you don't dislike or like it you're right in the middle you know you're it's really hard for you to tell if you want to say you like it or don't like it it's kind of just right there that's where caleb's at caleb's right in the middle because he likes a lot and then there's some things that got on his nerves right uh so with that being said what do you have for this movie so it's interesting so my rating system's pretty much always been the same and it's like did i like the movie or did i not like the movie and you know what varying degree of that so it could be some big oscar winning movie i'll give it a 10 or i might not have liked it i'll give it a four this movie i give an eight out of ten purely because i liked the movie i really enjoyed it to the point that i went back and re-watched it yesterday afternoon after the dc fandom thing was over i had two hours to kill and i no pun intended. And I said, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to rewatch this movie, take some notes. I really enjoyed it. Eight out of 10 for me all day. But here goes the thing that I'll say here too. I think a lot of times, you know, like, especially if you get into like, see, like I'm doing these movie reviews because I just love talking about the movies. I'm not trying to be a critic here. I'm not trying to tell you what you should probably think about the movie. Or I'm not trying to even be like this super dude that's like sitting up here uh, doing a show that talks about a certain movie or whatnot uh, that's trying to get you to like, oh, yeah, see how how much I know and stuff like that. There's some of the technical stuff that I don't know, man. Everything else. All I know is, is I go to the movies and if I walk out with a big smile on my face, that's an enjoyable movie, yep. regardless of what it is and, and why people can. This is not a movie to sit down and think about too hard. That's what I think is happening with some of the people that could just go and have fun with this movie. Because like I said, 99.9% of the people that I've talked to after this movie that have seen the movie loves the brutality. They love Jason For I mean, I almost said Jason Voorhees, but they love Michael Myers. Michael Myers is like a 10 out of 10 for everybody, right? Like I think Caleb would even say that, right? And that's the thing, yeah. though, is I think in this movie, it's like this movie is not, you're not supposed to sit down and try to take it apart, right? piece by piece it's a movie to sit there and watch and enjoy kind of like a roller coaster right like when you when you get on a roller coaster and you're going up to that big drop that one part of that is not all that fun man you're moving slow as you're slowly getting up there it's whatever and then all of a sudden you get up there and bam you get to do all this and you go in like and that's what i felt like this movie was like at times right it it tried to do that it tried to take you a little bit easier because dude we just saw 10 kills in a row we just saw the fireman get ripped apart. We're going to give you a few scenes of something else. Then we're going to come back and we're going to see this old couple get ripped apart. Then we're going to give you a scene of something else for a little bit. And then you're going to come back and you're going to see that that car of, of, of people like the doctor and the nurse that was dressed up and everything else uh, that was there with that Lindsay character from the first ever original movie. Like you're going to go in there and we're going to see these people get ripped apart and destroyed. And then we're going to go see a little bit of something else here. And, and, you know, and it just kept doing that with you to like give you that little bit of levity and give some people because look, not everybody's like me. I could take hardcore from beginning to end. You never have to show me nothing. Like I said earlier, but Michael Myers killing folks. I would have loved every, I would have ate it up. It could have been literally a montage of, of Michael Myers walking in different houses, killing people. And I'd have, I'd, I might've gave the movie a nine out of 10 at that point. You know what I'm saying? But like the point being is, is not most people's not like me. So I have to understand that, right? They put in some things in this movie 
for other people for because maybe they're going with their boyfriend. Their boyfriend's a big horror fan. They can watch horror movies, but they're not big, you know, big horror movie fans. So they put something in there a little bit for everybody, right? That's why it just almost like broke some records because of it being a horror film is because it had something for everybody in there. It wasn't super scary, although it had its scary movies. Then you had the funny stuff with the kids and everything else. I think they did some things with this, like some things. And I think they went over the top a couple of times, but I think that was on purpose. Like when we talked about that knife scene where he just keeps grabbing knives and stabbing home dude over and over again with different knives until it looks like he finds one that he likes because it's the big one. He don't want to stab the dude with that one because he wants to carry it around town with him. So he like walks out like there's those moments that are like that. But I think you just can't go and pick these movies apart. That's not what these movies are. And I know people are going to go do it. And I'm not saying they're wrong for doing it because part of their job is to go in and nitpick these movies and stuff. Right. Like uh, people that we all know and love, like Dan Merle and everybody else. Right. Like they're going to go and they're going to like take these movies like William Bibliani to a certain case. Although I think he's going to love this movie because it's crazy and he likes crazy stuff like me. But like some of these people are going to take this movie and try to nitpick it and pull it apart. And that's not what this movie's there for. They didn't make this movie for people to sit there and watch it and break it apart. They wanted you to sit there and ride the roller coaster with them. And the roller coaster to me was fun. That's all that matters to me. That's it. Like, but with that being said, baby. Final scores across the board. I had a seven and a half, maybe an eight after another watch. I haven't had time because I had to close at work the last couple of nights to see it that second time. Caleb with the five right there in the middle. Loved some things, didn't like some others. So we did have different opinions here. And my man Rob over here with a solid eight. Solid eight. Because I think he went and saw the movie a little bit like a lot of other people. But with that being said, usually this is when I'd be like, yo, like and subscribe. Peace. I'm out. But we do have a couple of people in the chat. I'm going to give them the opportunity if they show desire to ask us a couple of questions on this panel before we get out. So if you have questions about the movie, maybe uh, we didn't talk about a certain thing in the movie that you found fascinating. You have the time to do that. Now we're going to give you a few moments to do that. While we're uh, typing in the chat, did you guys notice the, I really enjoyed the uh, Halloween three Easter egg little nod in the, in the movie with the Halloween three masks that the kids were wearing in the playground sequence. I thought that was pretty cool. That and didn't uh, it did remind me of the pumpkin or oh, wait, 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 yeah, the pumpkin one, like uh, the, oh, yeah, because like the one dude's wearing the pumpkin on yeah, the yeah. spin around thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. All right, we got something from Asker here. Disagree, Justin. Every movie is based on a story, characters, etc. Just because we all know a slasher movie fan loves kills, etc., be it Mike, Freddie, Jason, etc., and I'm one of them, a shitty ass story sucks. Well. That's but that's to you, man. That's where the subjectivity comes from. I love the story. I loved it. There, there wasn't anything in this movie that I thought that like went too long or was too much. There, I'll say this: the part that Caleb doesn't like about the the couple that's in the Myers house, like the one of the, the couple of things they try to be a little funny. I feel like they didn't do it too much for me to not like it. I, but they were probably getting close to that borderline to where if they did it a, a little bit more over the top or a little bit more funny. I think I would have been at the same place that Caleb's at, but they didn't do it, overdo it to me. The 1978 stuff I love because I felt nostalgia. And like I said, to me, it was good nostalgia. It wasn't like, to me, it was a complete waste of time. It still told a little bit of a part of the story. And I like being in that world again uh, and that kind of thing. I didn't mind the hospital scene, to be honest with you, because like I said, they had to have, you had a hundred people there 
ready to go kill Michael Myers. There's no way, I don't care how super powerful he was, that he would have beat 100 folks. So you had to have some way to like discombobulate that crowd, that mob and that crowd. And I think the way they did it made sense. I mean, as far as I, I thought it was fine. Now, is it my favorite part of the movie? No. But I understand what they tried to do there. So I was glad they took me on to that. Yeah, Did Big and yeah, Little John. Big and Little John, Bob. But, but, the, but another reason why I think it was too much, because they had another couple doing the same silly nonsense. Like, what the, the black couple was also silly. I thought they were, they, they, they were a clown show, too, because she literally shoots herself in the face. Like, this, yeah, and that's he, he dies because. That's because you don't know how to use a gun. She didn't know how to use a gun. She said, give me this. I know how to use this. She literally said that. She doesn't know how to use a gun, and she still shoots herself in the face. And the dude doesn't know how to freaking, you know, strangle a son of a bitch. Like, he's doing it all sideways, and he gets killed. That's what I'm saying. Listen. I think it was overdone because you have two couples doing the same silly nonsense. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to tell you this. That particular spot that you're talking about there, Caleb. I actually kind of liked it because, to me, I was sitting there trying to count like what Jason or what my, I keep saying that, but what Michael kills someone with, I keep was like, all right, so he's got a knife a couple of times. He uses like a light bulb from a kitchen and one kill. And that I was, I considered that a kill by door. Cause she didn't just shoot herself in the face. She got hit by the door. She shot herself in the face. But she got hit by the it door and knocked down and tripped and then like shot herself in the face. It wasn't like she aimed for her face. I give I give that kill to Michael Myers for the door slam thing happened, knocking her back. I'm gonna go ahead and go to Haskell again and the ending. Okay, so I love Michael getting his ass whooped, taking a two minute power nap, and killing everyone. So an entire town, hundreds of people, cops coming in from towns all over, just stop the massive manhunt for him. Let Michael get away as the next movie. There is a four year time jump. Now that's something I may not like, right? Like I didn't hear about this four year time jump thing. I also kind of sort of get it, though, because, like, at this point, it wouldn't make, like, all the stuff Caleb was saying with the fire department people and what Haskell just brought in there. I buy in this particular movie that, like I said, because of what happened at the hospital, like, the sheriff and stuff there, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the actual sheriff was the uh, black guy in the cowboy hat and stuff like right. that, right? Like, he's messed up because he lost control, right? Like, so he's messed up and everything's happening so fast and uh, half this mob went away because like they probably just went to be with their family or something like that because they're like oh shit this one guy probably died innocently and we were part of it we're dumbasses so half the mob went away then you have the people that were greatly affected from the original time like Tommy Dole and stuff that stayed together and they still showed up to whoop his ass and they actually did it for a while right I could not I actually do think I may be starting to lean, and this is something that just happened right now. I'm kind of glad we did this live so Haskell could pull this up, was now I'm thinking about it, the four-year thing does make sense because I don't think I could agree with a movie that happens directly at the end of this movie and we don't have army tanks. There's got to be a way that Michael Myers goes away and everybody's like, well, what the hell happened? Maybe, maybe he did die because we injured him so bad or something, right? Like, Or what have you. And then he comes back and surprises them like four years later, because I do think if this next movie were to butt into this movie, it wouldn't make sense if they just didn't like everybody get out of town. And they just napalm the shit out of Haddonfield. Right. Like why at this point, if you don't have like literal military people coming in because of how many people he killed, you know, in those movies combined that like I, it, it wouldn't make sense to me. So maybe the four year jump, I'm not as, 
like uh, sad about because I kind of understand why they would try to do something like that to give it a little bit of time to breathe. Yeah, I'd, I read about the time jump uh, last week. And then I also read that the Blu-ray is going to have a different ending. So it's neither here nor there, but interested about that. Now, now Haskell, I will say that you're like, well, it's a way to get the movie, Lori in the movie and stuff, because she was badly injured in this movie. That's why she wasn't. I heard a lot of people complaining Lori wasn't in this film very much and whatnot. But the biggest thing is, like, you got to realize she freaking got stabbed in the stomach because she's not Michael Myers. So, like, it actually hurts her. Okay. She was still in this movie a decent amount, but I get it. You have three movies. Why does it's like she's probably going to be the ultimate person that takes out Michael Myers, right? That does the final thing that takes him away. Like, this movie gave you time to see other characters try to do that for her, right? Because she was injured. Now, because they couldn't get the job done, she's going to get it done herself. But he says four years, four to six months, okay. Well, this is the thing, man. It's Halloween, baby. It's Halloween. It's got to at least be a year. It's not Easter. Yeah, yeah. You can't can't, can't be having an Easter party, you know, and Michael Myers shows up. It's got to be Halloween, baby. Like, and I think Halloween's a perfect holiday because, like, a dude wearing a mask is not, like, uncommon at Halloween. So it makes perfect sense. Now, his mask and the way he looks – should be plastered everywhere. So, like, he shouldn't be able to get away with it. But, like, straight up, uh, I actually, you know, you got to at least have a year. They'd have to at least have to have a year. Like, maybe he comes back next year at Halloween and everything else. Yeah, Halloween. Asko, uh, oh, come on. Halloween is the Easter bunny. <laughs> with the Easter bunny. You know you want it. Like, <laughs> Jesus comes stuff. back and kills Michael Myers. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw Thrawn's comment. If you scroll up a little bit, he said, here's a question about the scoring more than the movie. What flick sets the bar for horror? Is there a 10 out of 10? I would say like The Exorcist, the original 73. Yeah. The Silence of the Lambs. Things that... I don't count that as hard, though. That's the okay. big question here. Okay. Is that certain movies I don't put in the horror category, like my two of my favorite movies and my two of the movies in my top five movies of all time is uh, Seven and silence of lambs even though those movies have like horror style like dark tones and stuff to them i do not count them as horror so that's why as far as straight horror movies i really don't think i would ever have a 10 uh exorcist is is one of those that can be up there it's classified as horror i see why it's classified as horror because it's dealing with the supernatural and stuff like that so that would probably be one of the movies out there that gets the closest. Uh, but I'm thinking, I don't think straight horror anything will ever get that top like 10 out of 10 from me. Like it would be crazy if something horror, strictly horror does. One of my favorite horror movie films of all time is Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. I can't give it a 10 out of 10. It's a great horror movie and I enjoy the shit out of that ride. Matter of fact, I had the same amount of fun watching Halloween Kills as I remember watching the Dream Warriors, you know, because of the fact that I wasn't trying to like pick it apart. I literally was just enjoying all the creativity stuff they were doing, all the kills and all this stuff that I'm there to watch. Same thing with this Halloween Kills. But the Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Stream 3, I would never give it a 10 out of 10. It's obviously got flaws in the movie. It's got one of the coolest kills of all time. Like I saw the World Girls was talking about like best kills. One of the best kills of all time, I guarantee you, that did not get brought up 
is the one girl in Dream Warriors where she's watching the TV and she's falling asleep and passing out. And you've got Freddy Cougars on the TV and she gets closer there to try to turn the channel. He reaches out of the TV with his arms and grabs her by the head, lifts her up, slams her head into the TV and it kills her. But right before he does that, he says, welcome to prime time, bitch. You know, one of the greatest kills of all time. Like, but my thing is, though, is like a true horror. It's not supposed to be 10 out of 10. A true horror, I think, fits in where I graded this movie right here. And that seven and a half, eight range, if you truly, really enjoy it. But almost every horror movie is going to have dumb characters, stupid characters, like basically meat wagons for the main guy to just kill. Right. Like that's what happens a lot of times in these movies. So they're never going to be Oscar worthy or or any of that. Right. Well, like, for me, I, I would say uh, The Shining. I, I, the Shining is 10 10 for me. I don't particularly because I read the book beforehand, like the Stephen King actual novelization and stuff. I, I do like The Shining, though. I mean, if I were to say watch that movie again, like I wouldn't want to give it a true score right now because it's been so long since I've actually watched the movie. I'd want to give it a rewatch. But it, but I mean, like just off the top of my head, like I would definitely still give The Shining like around an eight to eight and a half. But I don't know I if pref- I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I prefer the Steven Weber miniseries from the 90s. To the, the stand, I, I like the Kubrick film, but the miniseries was it was more of a complete story, I think. And I, I ain't gonna lie to you guys, I love Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is to me, yeah, just very, very awesome. I love, I love that movie to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, man, like that's the way I look at it, Thrawn. But uh, hey, man, thank you guys for being here and stuff. Like I said, it was kind of like a test run. I've never done one of these live. It's always been. Where we I'm on YouTube and I, or not even YouTube I just record it and then we put it on YouTube and stuff. So I just wanted to see like how cool it'd be to have y'all's interactions and I love the fact that Thron and Haskell was having the the World War Three out there in the chat because I saw I saw is like them commenting to each other <laughs> and everything else. But like it was awesome. But yeah, like uh, I just appreciate it and love the support and everything. <clears throat> Thank you, Caleb. Uh, for being part of the team, man, and coming on here and doing some of these yep. reviews with me. And thank you, Rob, for like wanting to come on, talk about Halloween kills and stuff like that. I should have a uh, – my next review is most likely going to be uh, here in a few days. I might do it live as well on Twitch. I mean, I'm thinking about just doing it. Why not? But uh, thinking about going and doing uh, a review over Squid Game, the actual new – like for a whole series. I'm not going to break down every episode. I'm just going to talk about like – what I liked about the um, whole series as a whole and not, like I said, I'm not going to go episode to episode. It's going to be a final series breakdown. Uh, if anybody would enjoy that, but yeah, man, uh, thank you guys. Love all you guys. Thank you for the support. You can follow us on Twitch, like, and subscribe over at YouTube. If you can, uh, we're almost to that 700 mark, which maybe it, it ain't that big of a channel, but you know what? It'd mean a lot to us if we got there. So I appreciate that for anybody that came in here uh, afterwards and watched it. Because this will be going on YouTube like it always does. It'll just be going on YouTube tomorrow night sometime. Probably around the same time we started this. But, yeah, man. Till next time. Peace. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. It sound right, boys.